Has 2020 left you feeling overwhelmed? I don't know about you, but I know it's definitely left me feeling a little overwhelmed. So you're not alone. This entire year has felt like a series of unfortunate events that have left people feeling overwhelmed, anxious, and frustrated. And in this episode, I address the overwhelm that we are all collectively facing head on. So tune in and learn why performative leadership is detrimental to our growth as a collective, why showing up in your overwhelmed state is actually a disservice to you and your audience, how to continue to lead when you're feeling all the feels, and four steps to becoming less overwhelmed in an overwhelming world. Listen to this episode and please share with me your 2020 experience on Instagram. Just go to my Instagram at I am Ruby, look for the post on episode 191 and tell me how you've been navigating through this year in the comments. Uh, big news. I shared this on the last episode. I'm going to share it again. I am opening the doors to next year's Thought Leader Collective early. So if you want to be part of a community of leaders who are devoted to rising together, leaders who are devoted to showing up with authenticity and integrity, who want to build their businesses their way, I invite you to apply to become one of the 10 leaders in the 2021 Thought Leader Collective. Just head to www.rubyframon.com com forward slash TLC. That link and more will be in the show notes. If you have a question about this specific episode, or you want to share a topic request or a question for me to answer on a future episode, please shoot me a text message, 1-781-336-0160. Just remember to mention this episode number, episode number 191. Finally, if you dig this podcast and you want to receive weekly leadership advice, please join my email community at rubyfromon.com forward slash subscribe. Now, whether you are a loyal thought leader or brand new listener, you know what to do. You've heard me say this before. Please take a moment to download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes. If you've already done this, thank you so much. If you have yet to do it, what are you waiting for? Now, finally, it is time to talk about feeling overwhelmed as a leader in the year 2020. Welcome to today's thought leader, where I'm challenging you to rise up, speak up and create a movement. I'm your host, Ruby Fremont, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to gain visibility, build a cult following, and create impact while increasing your income. Join me every week as I dive into raw and real conversations that will help you amplify your presence, influence, and impact. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready, thought leaders, and let's make shit happen. Hey, thought leaders, welcome back to another episode of today's thought leader. And today's topic is brought to you by my amazing communications manager, Michelle. Michelle, thank you so much for this suggestion. So I got to say, first off, Sometimes it's just you're on it with topics and they just come to you. And sometimes it's just nice to have a topic handed to you. And so for that reason, I'm going to start to answer audience questions on episodes. So if you have a question that's related to leadership, 
personal growth or entrepreneurship, please reach out to me on Instagram at I am Ruby or on Twitter at I am Ruby. Um, or you can shoot me a text at one seven eight one three three six zero one six zero and ask a question and just let me know. Hey, I'd love for you to answer this question on the podcast. Um, help me out. Help me out. Come up. Come up with some topics with me. <laughs> so today's topic, brought to you by Michelle, is how to feel less overwhelmed in an overwhelming world. When she shared this with me, it resonated so deeply in my gut because I think we can all agree that 2020 has been an overwhelming year. I think we can all agree, right? Uh, no matter where you stand on politics or where you stand in terms of how um, things have been impacting you, I think we can agree that it's just been a fucking overwhelming year. A lot has happened. And I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. I think 2020 is the year of 2020 vision. And a lot of things are being pulled to the surface. The curtains are being drawn back. We are now gaining sight to see things that we did not see before. And of course, with that, there's also the the polarity where there are people who are becoming more blind to things. And so it's been a really interesting year, um, especially if you found yourself in a state of observation um, because versus like entanglement, because so much is happening and it has it has there's so much more going on than what is being shown, if that makes sense. Um, but Needless to say, it's been a fucking overwhelming year, you know, from March when the pandemic, or as I like to say, the plandemic um, hit, you know, and, and panic arose in our world uh, and people were shifting into a state of fear to Black Lives Matter and racial injustices being really brought to the forefront because um, it's not like this shit wasn't happening before. It's just now we have the ability to see it, right? Um, to the weird weather anomalies that are happening all over the world. I don't know if you've been paying attention to this. I have. And there's some weird shit happening, like super weird shit. Um, if, you're, if you haven't been paying attention, go look at some of this shit. It's kind of fucking crazy. Like tornadoes happening where tornadoes have never been seen before, crazy lightning storms, um, lightning storms that cause massive fires, um, fire tornadoes, hurricanes. Like it's just insane. Um, and yeah, there's been devastating fires all over the world. Um, also, the introduction of cancel culture that has been kind of brutal to watch. Uh, there's been police brutality, which again, like this shit, it's not like it wasn't happening before, but now we are gaining the sight to see it. Um, and then also government policies that seem to have just come out from this pandemic that infringe our freedom. I mean, I don't know if you're paying attention to what's happening in Australia right now, but that is some fucked up shit. Uh, for my Australians who are listening, my heart is with you. I mean, they are 
on lockdown, lockdown. Like they can't leave within, I think it's five kilometers of their homes. Uh, It's fucked. So there is a lot going on, a lot going on. And there's a lot of stuff that I didn't mention that is going on. And um, there's just a lot going on. It's been a very overwhelming year. Uh, And the overwhelm can be emotionally taxing, right? It's emotionally taxing to look at the shit in the news all the time, to look at the shit in social media, to have, you know, a police brutality act today and tomorrow a hurricane that washes out a city and the next day a bomb dropped on some building in, in Syria. Like there's a lot happening. And so as a leader, you know, someone who sees themselves as a heart-centered leader or purpose-driven leader, um, I think it can feel especially overwhelming because you want to continue to show up and serve, right? You feel called now more than ever to show up, to use your voice, to take a stand for what feels right, to speak up on these truths that you are seeing, to support people. But you yourself are also experiencing and feeling this overwhelm. So let me share a bit about my year because I think this will just shed light, but also help you um, possibly help us connect on a deeper level in regards to what's been happening this year. So if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that this year I started my book writing journey. And I started in January, started working with a phenomenal book coach, Azul from Authors Who Lead. I'll link his information in the show notes. And the first couple months, you know, January, February, we focused on really just mapping out the book and drawing out the best idea. And I got to a point where it's like, yes, this is what the book is going to be about. And so in March, I started writing. Um, I started writing, I think it was like the last week of February, early March, And I was averaging, you know, 2,000 to 2,500 words a day with ease, okay? This book was just pouring out of me. And then COVID happens. And the only way that I can express what took place for me was it felt like my entire physical body halted, like it just came to a standstill. And my creative energy felt like it was just severed and I wasn't able to write. And I got really upset with myself because I had started, you know, on a great note. Like I was going through chapters and writing a ton of good shit. And then all of a sudden I can't even write a fucking paragraph. And, you know, I am a high achiever. (laughs) I'm used to getting a lot done and accomplishing a lot. Um, Sound familiar? So it was upsetting for me to experience this like standstill, what felt like standstill. And Azul, my book coach, really supported me during this time and saying like, well, how about you just write what's on your mind and don't focus so much on the book content just to keep up your habit of writing. but take a little break off the book because there is a lot going on. And so I did. I took like two months off writing the book. I mean, I would write pieces here and there, uh, but essentially I took like two months writing of writing off. And I also started 
um, holding back on sharing as much on social media because social media all of a sudden became this really loud, um, fear-based and slightly annoying place to be. Um, in March, after COVID happened, and people were just fucking exploding and projecting all their shit all over social media. Facebook just got too loud to bear. And after sharing, you know, a few of my views on things uh, and experiencing the uh, hateful commentary (laughs) on Facebook, I was like, you know what? This feels like high school. I am out. And so in March, I quit Facebook. Uh, My shit's still there. You'll see my page, you'll see my profile, but I don't post anything because uh, quite frankly, I don't want to utilize it. It's not a place where I want to put my energy or place my energy. It's not where I want to be focused. It doesn't feel good ultimately is what I'm trying to say. And so as I started pulling back from Facebook, I also started pulling back from posting on Instagram and I went from sharing three times a day. Like I was sharing consistently three times a day for, I don't know how many years, um, to like maybe sharing once a week. Um, There also were gaps of weeks where I didn't post anything at all, didn't story anything uh, because it just didn't feel good. All the content that I was so used to creating effortlessly with ease uh, no longer felt good because there was a lot happening. Uh, And then in, I believe it was... um, you know, June, my husband and I went to our family cabin in Montana and there I was like, you know what? I feel better. I'm going to reignite my writing. I'm going to get shit done. And Black Lives Matter hit and the racial injustice. I mean, it's just really, it's hard on the heart, to be honest, to, to witness these things. And so there's a part of me that was like, I need to speak up on this because this is something that I've been speaking up on since 2016. I supported BLM since 2016 and I couldn't just not say anything. And so, so much of my time and energy that I wanted to focus on the book became about that. And I exhausted myself. It became exhausting to show up because then what happened with BLM is cancel culture became a thing. And also, dare I say, shame culture. Uh, people shaming you for not speaking up or shaming you when you didn't say the right thing or shaming you just for being a certain skin color. You know, like it got really fucking ugly. And so I decided to take a break off of social media again because, you know, it's just, it's sad to see humans dehumanize other humans, to be honest. It's really sad. And I think that um, with everything that's been happening in 2020, it's been very interesting to see how people are showing up and projecting their own shit all over each other. So by August, wait, July, I decided to take a month off of the podcast because I was just like, I was spent, energetically depleted. I was like, I cannot create content right now. The only thing I want to give my energy to is this book because this book feels really important to me and it feels super aligned and I want to give all my love and like my heart and my soul to this book. So I need to take a break off of everything. So I took a break off of social media. I took a break off the podcast completely. This is like my entire business is built on social media and referrals. So this was big deal for me to just say, no, I'm going to take a break. Um, And I'm really happy I did that because one, I crushed 
my book and I got a ton of writing done, um, enough to hand in the first draft. And two, it just gave me some space to reconnect to me, to reconnect to my truth, to disconnect from the propaganda and the brainwashing that is happening online and to also detach myself from other people's projections so that I can get back in touch with how I feel, with what I believe to be true, with what actually makes sense to me, so that I could get back into touch with my intuition, my spidey sense. So it was a really powerful experience for me to do that amidst a year where you, it's almost like you feel this pressure, like you have to fucking show up, especially as a leader. And so, you know, what gives, right? Like, how do you continue then to lead when you're struggling with your own overwhelm? You know, like I took a quote unquote break. However, I was still writing and putting energy into my book, which to me is still leading because this book is going to be published and it's going to support leaders. Uh, I just wasn't showing up in the same ways that I had been before that. This is also something that so many of my clients have been experiencing, you know, and I get it. And I have clients of every color, of every background who have been impacted by this in different ways. And, you know, some of them struggle with like, I don't know what to say. Some of them had have received, been on the receiving end of nasty fucking DMs from people shaming them for not saying anything. Um, you know, some of their businesses have been impacted. Some of them have just felt the same standstill that I've felt where it's like, I, I want to show up, but like my entire nervous system is like, no. <laughs> And some of them have been on a fucking roll, like really doing well and, and feeling amplified from everything that's been going on. Um, but needless to say, everyone has, has felt the hit of the overwhelm that is being experienced in our external world that is all around us. We are fucking immersed in it. So how do we then feel less overwhelmed in an overwhelming world? Well. When Michelle asked me this question, it gave me the opportunity to reflect back on how I did it because I think that uh, for anyone, this year could be very, very taxing on the nervous system if you're not really fully grounded in your own shit. And so her question offered me the opportunity to kind of like dissect um, how I really felt um, how I really defeated my feeling of overwhelm in this world that is still really highly overwhelmed. And we're now going into the, you know, if you're in the US, we're now going into the political season with um, the elections coming up. So things are only going to get more overwhelming, especially with the quote unquote mandated vaccines. And yes, if if you don't believe that this shit is happening, it's going to fucking happen. Mark my word. Okay. And no, I'm not for it. So that could be another podcast for another day. Um, but how do we then feel less overwhelmed in an overwhelming world where there's a lot going on, where there's a lot of emotionally taxing um, situations happening and popping up every single damn day? Well, um, I want to share with you four things that you can do to feel less overwhelmed. So 
One, show yourself some fucking grace. Uh, my human design coach that I'd been working with uh, a few months ago, her name is AC Brown. I will link her shit in the show notes as well because I love her. Um, she actually asked me that question very early on when this was all happening. She's like, how can you show yourself some grace? And I actually had that on a post-it note on my whiteboard in my office for a long time. Um, because I think it, when we get overwhelmed, our nervous system becomes agitated. You know, we get into fight or flight. It's really easy to project things. It's really easy to beat ourselves up. Um, and so grace is really important and you and only you can show yourself that grace. So really be compassionate with yourself. Be gentle with yourself and, and honor what you're feeling and experiencing, right? Don't brush it under the rug and think that you should know better or feel different just because you're a leader or just because you have this success. Like, no, you're a human fucking being first, right? So show yourself some grace for the humanity in you, for what you are experiencing as a human being. Two is make yourself a priority. When we are service-based leaders. Uh, it's really easy to get caught up in the service piece because it feels good to serve other people. But sometimes serving other people actually becomes a way for you to bypass your own shit. So make yourself a priority during these times. Uh, get enough rest. Sleep is number one. I mean, I literally, I tell my, all my clients all the time, I will schedule everything around my sleep schedule period. Like it's that important. Um, nourish yourself well. Uh, move your body. Uh, moving your body, whatever workout feels good to you, that's going to help you move the energy around, the energy that you're feeling, the heaviness that you're feeling, um, the anxiety, the overwhelm is going to help you move all of that. Um, don't forget to breathe. I know that sounds silly because we're breathing unconsciously, but like really consciously breathe. Take a deep breath right now. In fact, take three deep breaths right now, filling your belly and your lungs, feeling how good it feels to bring that air into your body, to oxygenate your cells, to nourish yourself in this way, to take a pause and consciously breathe, right? Doesn't that feel so good? Um, and, and then Another way you can make yourself a priority right now is, is to deepen your self-care. So whatever self-care practices, rituals you have, um, now is the time to amplify and deep, deepen those practices. And so your self-care might look different right now. I know mine does for sure. Um, so be okay with changing up your routine and your rituals. Uh, after all, sometimes your rituals become habits and you don't want that right? You want to always be conscious in the rituals. And so maybe it's time to switch up your self-care habits, um, but really take time to deepen those. Um, so that's make yourself a priority. Number three is set boundaries to honor your needs. Again, this is one of those things that sounds so simple, but it's like so few people take the time to set boundaries or to even acknowledge what their boundaries are, or to acknowledge what their boundaries are protecting right? Your boundaries are there to protect your needs. They're there to protect your time, your energy. So set boundaries with social media, like your social media time, your usage, make sure you're building in breaks, whether it's like turning your social media off after 5 p.m. or taking weekends off or having one day off a week. I highly recommend 
having boundaries with your social media, have boundaries with your clients. Um, so you don't always have to be t- available 24 seven. And in fact, it's a disservice. Um, I'm going to say this as coach, it's a disservice to be like super fucking on call with your clients because you're ripping them off of the opportunity to work through their shit on their own. That's just my point of view. Um, set boundaries with your family and your friends, right? Giving yourself some alone time and set boundaries with your time. Time is a beautiful thing. I think it's our most priceless commodity and um, you get to use that time how you, how you want to use it. And I encourage you to use that time for yourself right now. Um, and then finally, number four, and this is super important. Um, this is something that I am practicing deeply right now is show up only when it feels good and not because you feel like you have to or should. Super important. Um, with all the shaming and the cancel culture, I think it's easy to get wrapped up in that. Like, I think I need to show up. I should show up um, with more and more police brutality cases coming uh, to the forefront and environmental cases and all this shit, COVID, all the things. You do not have to be an advocate for all these causes, okay? You don't. And in fact, that's going to dilute your potency. There are certain causes that call to us more than others, and that's okay. That doesn't make you a bad person. Like if you legitimately are not educated enough to speak up on BLM, then don't and don't fucking pretend to know what you're talking about, right? If you legitimately don't know um, enough to speak up on some of the terrorizing events that are happening overseas, then don't, right? Don't pretend just because you think you should or just because you want to be perceived as someone who fucking cares, okay? You don't have to prove yourself to anyone. And there's always going to be people out there who are going to judge you for what you don't say and judge you for what you do say. There will always be those people. But you have to pick your causes. You have to pick your battles. You have to pick your fights. You have to pick the things that you want to take a stand for. So for me... I am taking a full fucking stand for my beliefs on COVID and this pandemic. Like that to me is super fucking important. I feel it in the depths of my being. It upsets me to no end and it infuriates me. It's something that I will take a stand for day in and day out. Second is BLM because racial and social injustice anywhere is something that does not sit well in my system. And I fully admit that I am not educated enough in that space to position myself as or pretend to be someone who knows it all. So often I will just share other people's shit and direct my audience to other people's shit to educate themselves as I am continuing to educate myself. So you just have to pick your battles, right? Uh, Just because someone else that you follow who you see as a leader is talking about all the things doesn't mean you have to. And don't shame yourself into thinking you have to. Okay. So show up only when it feels good and not because you feel like you have to or should show up. Okay. And if that means not showing up online for like a week straight, cool. You do you, boo. Like take care of yourself right now. Um, So let me recap those four things to help you feel less overwhelmed in an overwhelming world. One is show yourself some grace. Two is make yourself a priority. 
Okay, self-care is really important right now. Uh, Three, set boundaries to honor your needs. And four, show up only when it feels good. Okay, not because you feel like you have to or should. Um, This is a conversation I would love to keep um, alive. So what I'd like you to do is head to my Instagram. You're going to see this podcast shared on my feed. And I want you to go to that post and just comment on it and let me know that you listened. Let me know what you've been experiencing this year. Like what has your experience been? How has your overwhelm felt? How are you navigating it or not navigating it? Like fill me in. I want to hear from you. So head to my Instagram at I am Ruby and fill me in. I encourage you to not ignore your overwhelm to keep up with performance. Okay. Leadership is not a performance. It's about who you be every moment of every single day. So showing up in your overwhelmed state, that's not the best way to show up at a time when the entire world feels overwhelmed because you'd only be adding to it. We all get to have the opportunity to work through our overwhelm on our own time, through our own process. Just because you want to be seen as a leader doesn't mean that you have to rush the process or bypass the process or pretend to be over it or pretend to be okay. This, by focusing on yourself, we will get through this together. It really just starts with you addressing your own overwhelm and addressing where you're at and what you're feeling and what you're experiencing. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Today's Thought Leader, where I am challenging you to activate the leader within. If you are interested in working with me in a one-on-one capacity or becoming one of the 10 thought, one of the 10 leaders in the 2021 Thought Leader Collective, head on over to my website and apply today, rubyframon.com. I'll have that link and more in the show notes. Um, Please be sure to download a few episodes of the podcast uh, and drop a rating and review on iTunes. And share this with a friend. If uh, you love the podcast or you love this episode, please, please, please share it with a friend, share it on your social media, support me in getting this message out to more people. And as always, if you have a question, you have some insights or you have a question or a topic that you want me to talk about on the podcast, you can reach out to me via text message. So text me at 1781-336-0160 or reach out to me on social media. My handle is at I am Ruby on all the things. Um, but I do live mostly on Instagram and on Twitter. Make sure you check back on Monday for a new episode of today's Thought Leader. And thank you so much for joining me today.